Welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk Business. I'm Mr. Clean, host with the Hitman. Hey, everybody. It's a good, good day because, of course, we are covering the main man, the Olympic champion, the multiple time world champion, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, Mr. Kurt Stephen Angle, or Kurt Angle, as most people know. Mr. Clean, how are you doing? Doing good. Very good. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Very well. I think. I've enjoyed Kurt Angle's career so far. Obviously, yeah. you know, in you know, the amateur wrestling, the WBF slash WWE run. But I think also as well, and a lot of people kind of crap on it, but I actually actually enjoyed Kurt Angle's TNA career, especially when you look at the, what's the word for it? The struggles, really. The struggles, you know, the pain pill addictions, all those things, you know, the end of a marriage, all these things that they was going through in TNA. Yeah. And the fact that he actually kept himself going at such a high level, it's like, this guy is, or has to be, for me, one of the best. Because mm. most guys, especially, you know, end of a marriage, especially, most guys crack. The fact that, you know what I mean, um, injuries and all these things like that as well, I have to give it to him. And the thing is, like you said, when we look at it in the end, redemption. Mm. In terms of, you know, new wife, new kids. But also, the fact that he's been able to get his health back. And I like, how, I like how you said new wife, new kids, like change the yeah. kids. Get rid of those no, kids. No, 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 no. Kid. More okay, kids. Okay, sorry. You mean more no, kids? Sorry, sorry. More kids. I apologize. I don't mean it's new, like new kids. kids. Change the kids. Let's get rid of them. No, kids. That weren't working for them. I apologize, people. I don't mean that. What I meant is that obviously he's been remarried. Obviously, he still has his, I think his daughter's, I think it's, oh, I, don't I don't know. I can't remember his daughter's name, but I know his son's name is called Cody. Mm. And obviously, looking at the TNA kind of run, you can kind of see where, you know, things went down for him. However, you know, he, he does talk about how he has a great relationship with his ex-wife and her husband, Jeff Jarrett, and so on and so forth. So it's like, yeah, mm. the guy's in a good place. He's in a good place in his life, which I'm happy for him personally. Yeah. Because most guys, as we know, Anton, unfortunately, pills, drinking, a lot of times it leads to suicide. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad Kurt Angle, thank God, never took that road. But yeah. let's start with our main man, Kurt. I think... The last time we did it, we ended with him leaving WWE. I'm correct. Yeah. So yeah, he, he sort of left under under cloud. He had, he had that sort of dis- discussions with Vince and sort of saying that he's really he's on a path. He felt like he was on a, on a bad path. Yeah. Injury wise, and just yeah. So they they let him out of the contract. I think with the expectation that he's gonna sort of get help and mm. take that break. But then he shortly after we, he debuted for TNA. Yep. Out of the blue. I mean, I, I remember that sort of because it was at the end of a pay-per-view, wasn't it? And all of a sudden he just came up on the big screen like, oh, it's it's real. Wasn't that that didn't he switch yeah. it's real at that point? It's damn yeah. real. Real. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that was that was his uh sort of the announcement. That was a shock. I remember like, oh, because obviously he was still, although he was suffering like a lot of the time, like ring-wise, he was still at the top of his game. Oh yeah. So it's like, yeah, you still consider one of the absolute best in the in, in the industry. So for TNA to grab him, it's like, ooh, you knew that there was obviously really needed to not be wrestling probably. Yeah. But if, from a from that perspective of like, they picked up one of the best, like currently one of the absolute best still going. Mm. Like that that felt like it could be a game changer for them. It wasn't, but it could have been. That's what it felt like. Mm. For me, anyway. what did yeah. you think? As Because as you were a big TNA fan. I mean, I, yeah. I, I was on the fringe, pay attention to it. You were very much a hardcore Watch no, 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 no. I won't call it hard cards. I was just a fan. It's the same oh, thing. Yeah. I was a fan of. Yeah. I was a fan of WWF. I was a fan of WCW. I was a fan. I was a fan of wrestling. Mm-hmm. But I think looking at it, like you said, 
I mean, I, if I remember at the time, I believe Jeff Jarrett was like NWA champion. And again, I, again, you know me, I like Jeff Jarrett, but you know, Samoa Joe was there at the time. And for most people, obviously, most, most people know him now from Derry, but mm. the true, the, the so called historians, me, you, or the in, in, what's it called, indie wrestling fans, they know him from uh, Ring of Honor. And obviously, Joe Stout at the time was very much like an MMA wrestling kind of put, kind of put together. Mm. And also the fact that he was a very big guy as well. It's like, okay, yeah, fair enough. And again, like to kind of see, you know, you saw the video of Kurt Angle. And I, I can't remember when it was, but I think it was like maybe an impact or something. I think, was the impact? Maybe it was an impact. And if I can remember, I think Jeff, I think Simone Joe was basically holding the NW title. Mm. Get back to Jeff Jarrett. And literally he laid it in the ring. Next thing you know, the, the lights go up. Yeah. In the ring, Kurt Angle. And I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that kind of shocked me was how much like mod- muscle mass he lost. Mm. I was like, I, I remember thinking he looks skinny, but it wasn't skinny. He just that uh, the muscle mass had decreased by quite a lot. And it's like, you know, the big stare down, Simone Joe, Kurt Angle. But I, people, I'm not going to lie to you. I like Simone Joe, but I always saw Kurt Angle as the biggest star. Mm. The very rest of the biggest star. And I was like, okay, you know, Simone Joe's kind of squaring up, bam, headbutt by Kurt Angle. Uh, angle slam on the on the NWA World Title. Kurt Angle's kind of you know doing his pose and everything. I'm like, wow, this is a big deal. Mm. Like, okay, fine. You know, f- f- hopefully, like you said, hopefully this will take TNA you know to the upper trajectory that, that they need to. You know, and um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny, but yeah, that was kind of like his debut. And I'll say his first kind of significance, other than that, was where I believe it was Jeff Jarrett versus Sting mm. at Bound for Glory. And I think this is when kind of like you know Sting. Yeah, to me, I say he went back to that 1990, 91, 92 thing. You know, in terms of he came back with his old like jacket yeah. and everything like that. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is, yeah. Yeah, so because I know it's Surfer Bars, so I was thinking maybe it was a different name for it. But yeah, no, that, no, there was no official name for it. But that's what people like. Because that was the, obviously, there was like, he was like a surfer. He was from Venice yeah. Beach. He wore the yeah. colorful face paint, yeah. uh, the blonde hair. Sort of mm. that top and then obviously he morphed into the crow stinks it's yeah. kind of like people it's not an official term you've never billed as that but it's like surface sting crow sting mm. you know what i'll say i'll say it's probably the surface sting crow sting because i'll say you know that like, was a hybrid yeah. Like, a bit of both yeah he was a bit of both at that time and <clears throat> kango basically played his part into it jeff uh sting won the end of the world title and i thought okay cool uh kurt angle basically made I'll say he's impact, but basically he made a kind of first significant kind of role within the company. Mm. But for me, like, you know, his first big match whew, was the big match. I'm sure you probably know as well. The I think it was a 30, 30 minute Ironman match between him and Simone Joe. Yeah, I did watch some of that. I watched oh, sorry, no, 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 that their first match. Sorry, I apologize. Sorry, it was Genesis. Sorry. It was yeah, Genesis. I remember watching their first match because I was intrigued. Yeah, I was definitely yeah. intrigued to watch like Clangle and Simone Joe. And, the first and match. Angle won. He, yeah, the beat. first match was really, really good. I, I, I personally thought either that one or maybe the second one, which was the 30-minute one. That's why I, I thought of the 30-minute one first. But mm. the one at Genesis, really, really good. But also, people forget that it also ended like um, Simone Joe's undefeated streak, which, mm. again, people may say, oh, it means nothing. But for TNA, that was a big deal. Oh, yeah, he built up very strong. Yeah. Because yeah. like, he kind of like, although, as you say, he was on the Ring of Honor circuit, indie circuit, he was yeah. kind of seen as a TNA. He, he weren't an ex-WWE guy. So he was yeah. kind of seen as a TNA, like like one of their stars that they've built mm. up. And they built him up big. And then Kurt Angle come in and, and beat him. Yeah. And again, the match was really, really good. Again, it, it was weird. It's like it was a technical match. 
But they, again, they threw in the old high spots and everything. But I think for me, it was different because I thought, okay, I'm seeing Kurt Angle basically work with a different kind of wrestler. Mm. Again, I'm, you could say, okay, it was like Brock Lesnar, but obviously someone just not Brock Lesnar in terms of stature and everything else. But it's it it felt similar. But for me, I think because of what TNA was at the time, it felt like a big deal. Mm. It felt like a big deal. And you know me already. I'm not one for talking about, you know, gate receipts and stuff like that, even though these things are important. I work for TNA. Apparently, that was like the biggest uh, buy rate they ever had until like mm. maybe, maybe 10 years later. Maybe yeah. 10, 8 years later. But yeah, big, big deal. And, you know, as time's going along, you know, Kurt Angle's, you know, facing Simone Joe, I think there's uh, another match again. Uh, I, believe, I believe, if I can believe, I think it may be, it's like 2 1. I think Kurt Angle won the first one, Simone Joe won the second one. And if I, if I remember, Kurt won the, the, the third one. So, okay, that was it. And for me, somebody who appreciates world titles, again, I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again, to me, a world title is important, but it's the person holding it and what they do with it that makes it that much more special. And for me, again, I love you know, the NWA championship. I always loved it, you know, that the look of it, the prestige of it, same with the, you know, with the WBF. I'll say WCW, but WCW was more like a split off. Mm. or continuation from it but yeah you know, the NWA especially and the WF those were like for me like yeah those are the belts that I want to win or those are the belts that I really appreciate and again my boy Christian <laughs> was NWA champion so I was very very happy but at the same time I was thinking ooh Christian is NWA champion I'm happy but then it's like Kurt it's like mm, okay you know uh, I'll say 2006 so basically 2006 he basically had I think quite a decent year, mm. you know, for Simone Joe, obviously he didn't win, win the NWA title, NWA world title, but gave Christian at that point his best match in NW, in TNA NWA, which was really good at the time. And then if I remember, there was a point where the NWA, I think the NWA, I think TNA uh, split from the NWA. Yeah. And yeah. They, they at, stopped recognizing yeah. the championship, didn't they? So I think what they did, basically, I think the NWA stripped uh, Christian Cage and I think it was uh, Dougie Boys, I think the Team 3 at the time, of the NWA World title and the World Tag Team titles. Mm. But because they still had physical hold of the belts, they still came as world champions, but it was just called world champion. And I think they said that, okay, on, not Nitro, yeah, on Impact. So they was basically going to crown, you know, whoever, whoever basically won their respective titles, matches, yeah. they'll be the first, you know, TNA World Champion or World Tag Team Champions. So it was weird because Kurt Angle technically won, but at the same time, he made Sting tap, but then Sting peeled, Sting pinned Christian. If that makes sense? Mm. So it was like a, uh, how, how would you call it, Anton? It was a double, is it a double count? Uh, or, or double decision, sorry. So Sting pinned Christian one, two, three, but also he tapped at the same time. Yeah. He tapped literally before the three as well. So they gave Kurt Angle the NWA title. And I thought, wow, this is a big deal. WWE champion, WF champion, NWA champion. Not realizing, forgetting that, uh, was it? Buddy Rogers did that before and Rick Flair did that before as well. I forgot about that. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, for, yeah, for, Kurt, for Kurt Angle, especially that Olympic um, and, you know, uh, amateur background, I thought, yeah, it's a very, very big deal. But then the next night, obviously the next night, he was officially crowned the TNA World champion. And me personally, even though he was the first um, TNA World champion, this guy, for me, really, how do you say? I know Anton always says, but, you know, the guy, 
the guy shouldn't make the belt that the belt should make the guy. No, mm. so I say I I say the same thing as well. The belt should make the guy, but Kurt Angle. Well, no, the, made, no, the, the champ you shouldn't. The belt shouldn't make the guy. The belt the you should, should be, you should be good. You should be at that status. Obviously, the belts. It shouldn't be like okay, you you could be like no no significance and you win the belt and now you're a star. That's that's not how it's supposed to work. You should be a star already and win the belt and then the belt mm. keeps its prestige. If you start putting the belt on people that aren't of that level, it doesn't yeah. bring them up. It just devalues the belt. It okay, brings them up a little bit, but more than more more so, it brings the belts down like it does. That, yeah. that's the thing. So really, yeah, like this, it shouldn't be the belt makes the guy. The guy should mm. make the belt. And in a situation like Kurt Angle, he's a bona fide star. He's like the biggest star they've got. He yeah. is an ex WWE. Yeah, like he's been at the top level of the industry. So him holding the belt is actually it's not like the belt's going to make him. He's if anything, he's going to make the belt. Which he did. Hmm. I think he did. I think Kurt Angle. I think it, it was like it was poignant, and I think it was it was special the fact that Kurt Angle was the first uh, TNA World Champion. It's kind of funny because when you think about it, Ken Shamrock, who we both like, was the first TNA NWA World yeah. NWA Champion. And I, again, I. It's quite sad because Kenny didn't do it as he didn't do as much for TNA than he probably should have, but you know it is what it is. But Kurt Angle, looking at his whole career kind of in TNA, he believed in the product, he cared about the product, and he, he really did try. Mm. I think he really he, he really tried for them. I think that's the thing again. Like I know you said, like I mean, Shamrock had been kind of out of the spotlight for a few years in wrestling mm. when he won that for TNA, didn't it? Because it was two thousand two, yeah. and he'd stopped in like ninety nine with WWF, yeah. went back into UFC. Yeah. So whereas, and he wasn't at the absolute pinnacle. Obviously, he was in the WWF and he was a top star in WWF, but he wasn't pinnacle. No. He hadn't won the t- like. Whereas Kurt Angle, even like within that short period, he was still kind of around. Like he had been at the pinnacle of WWF, WWE, mm. and he was still like in that sort of spot where you could have mm-hmm. like what the same year that he he left WWE, he was the world champion yeah. at WrestleMania, wasn't he? He lost it to Rey Mysterio. Yeah, in the same year that he went to TNA, so it's like he's not like okay, he's, he has been at the, the pinnacle when he's on the way. Yeah, at any point you could have seen him decide to give Kurt Angle the championship again when he's mm. in WWE. So yeah, it really was. A, I mean, his level was still high. Oh yeah, he could have still walked back into WWE and he got massive reaction. It would have been a huge moment for Kurt Angle to return to WWE at that time. So mm. ha- them having him was a yeah, it was a real testament for them, like mm. a statement. And he was yeah, yeah he was significant. Indeed, I, I think also at this time, for me, I think this is when TNA was really starting to, in the words I say, take it to the next level. Mm. Because if I remember, I think it was like Victory, I think it was 2006, six, you know, was it, let me say, six or seven, I believe, 2007, sorry, thank you, 2007. Um, I think it was Small and Joe, who's the exhibition champion, and Kurt Angle, TNA World Event champion against uh, Team 3D, the Dudley Boys, for the TNA Tag Team Tiles. So basically, yeah. it was like the old Shawn Michaels, Diesel... Um, yeah, Arthur, triple, triple Arthur header. Match. Yeah, all belts on the line. Whoever basically yeah. got pinned, you lost the belt. You basically, you know, you won the belt. Yeah. And I think what I loved about it was like, <laughs> Simone and Joe basically pinned, I think it was uh, Bubba Ray. Mm. But then it's like, he didn't just leave with only the, the, the tag team titles. He basically held all the belts and left with it. Mm. And obviously, the storyline basically was like, you know, Simone and Joe basically wants to be the Waterweight champion. But he basically wants to take everything from him. So in terms of the belt... Um, there's a little story that also that Karen Angle, you know, uh, his wife at the time, was having an affair with, with Simone and Joe. So it's like Karen Angle basically was like he was cracking, he was losing it. Mm. And again, for most of us, we've really seen WrestleMania 19 where Kurt Angle fought Brock Lesnar. But at the thing at the time, I think um, Kurt, not Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar was at um, 
was it uh, Inoki? Oh yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's yeah. Inoki, I said I IGF. Is it IGF? Inoki's. Yeah, I think it's IGF. Is it Inoki's? Uh, is it Grand Federation? No. Um, Genom. You know, like Genom. 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 Say Inoki yeah. Genom uh, Federation. So I think yeah, they it's had like an offshoot of. Yeah. Yeah. It's an offshoot of, of New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm. but they basically had physical. Um, they basically had the physical IWGP World of It title. Yeah, in their in in their company, mm. and obviously Brock Lesnar was a champion at the time. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and it, mm. sorry, go on. no, no, you say no. I was going to say at the time. Like, it was like, especially for me again. Again, I I, lo- I love Japanese wrestling at the time, but I think I like the old eighties and nineties. And I think when it got to like the early two thousands, in terms of that wrestling as such, obviously the things I've always seen, obviously respectively, um, I didn't mind it. But I was like, mm, okay, but again, I love Brock Lesnar. Yeah, and this was like the Brock Lesnar who slowly. You could see um, becoming the UFC World of the Champion, Brett Lesnar. Yeah, before he'd gone into that, didn't he? Yeah, it was yeah. in red, red trunks at that time, and he, oh, had, gosh, the, yeah. he had the dagger tattoo now, didn't he? Because he didn't yeah. have that when he left yeah. uh, when he left WWE. Yeah, but yeah, because that was his in between time before he went into to UFC. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I remember. I, same as you, like I, I wouldn't have been sort of like watching, yeah, like. Because at that point, like pro wrestling Noah and yeah, like they've kind of oh, taken yeah. off. I loosely like, yeah, I watched a little bit. Well, you said the wrestling channel. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, in the UK. <laughs> so I used to watch, I'd watch a bit of pro wrestling Noah and stuff like that, but I wasn't sort of avid watching everything. But yeah, definitely when I saw that you had um Lesnar and Kurt Angle mm. fighting in Japan, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and yeah, and the fact that Lesnar had made a comeback in wrestling because obviously we thought he was done, done, mm. done at that point. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, it was an interesting time. I, I watched that match you had with Kurt Angle. I liked it personally. Mm. I, I liked it. it. I think it was different because again, people weren't really on their feet. But again, for Japanese wrestling, it was more about an appreciation for it. Like again, most, most times, from what I kind of see, and it could be wrong, people. If I am, tell me. They do like the big moves and everything, but it's more like the. Exactly. Yeah, they're more reserved. They're more reserved yeah. in their reactions, usually. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like American and. Whereas America, UK, everywhere else, ooh, ah, ooh, ooh. You know what I mean? Everyone's always, you know, on their feet, up and down, everything. And if I remember, I think, I know, I know Kangle won the IWGP World Title, but was it the first, again, if I was wrong, tell me. I, I believe Ric Flair and Fujidomi did it, but was he the first world champion, i.e. America, to hold the world title and the IWGP, or was it really Ric Flair and well, Fujinami? Flair didn't win it, did he? Flair didn't uh, win the IWGP from Fujinami. No, it was Fujinami. No, so Fujinami, Fujinami, won the, Fujinami won the WCW, and he was both champions. Wasn't he? I remember that one. But, yeah, yeah, but then, like I think I think it was NWA recognized it, and WCW didn't recognize it, or vice That's versa. It, yeah, it was, was one was like Rising Sun. Was that yeah, Rising Sun? Yeah, yeah, he beat Flair. So only one, only either WCW didn't recognize it and NWA did or vice versa. I can't remember which order they did it, but it's like mm. basically at that point after WCW was created, mm. you kind of, and that's why when uh, Flair went to the WWF with the NWA world title, they yeah. WCW recognized, it's like they still, WCW stopped recognizing Flair as the world champion, but NWA mm. continued to for a short while. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they're, they're the, they were the same championship, but two different bodies recognizing it. Yeah. So yeah, when Fujinami did, so Flair didn't win the IWGP. I mean, Hogan, mm. Hogan had won the IWGP. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he was the first ever, wasn't it? But it was a tournament yeah. back then. It wasn't a championship belt to defend. Was it eighty five or eighty six? I'm thinking it was before that. It was before. He, it was before he went to WWF. Was it when it was, like, when it was an AWS? Wasn't it? 
Yeah, it was, was in it, the early yeah. 80s. In the early yeah. 80s, it was the first ever. So it was like back then, it was just like it was, it was Grand Prix, like World Grand Prix. Like, a, yeah. like a tournament. It was a basically an yeah. annual event. Yeah. Kind of like a King of the Rings. So you don't come back next year to defend your crown. No. Yeah. Uh, and then after a few years, they turned it into an actual championship. But originally, it was it was like a tournament. So Hogan won the first tournament as recognized as the first IWGP champion. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I don't, uh, don't kind of think if um, Vader, Vader had won. I know he did. Yeah, he won as, as well as WCW World. Yeah. But are you saying like at the same time? Yeah, the same. Cause I, I know Fujinami had it. I, I know. I remember he had it. I remember he, he had both the belts. So I know. I was thinking, okay. Mm. I know he was the first one, but I was thinking, was Kurt Angle the first American or first outside, first guy outside Japan, or was, think, it, was yeah. it Vader? Or was uh, it Vader I, don't, I don't know if he held him at the same time. I know Vader won it, but I just I can't. He remember. definitely won them both. Won but whether, whether it, I don't think he was simultaneously IWGP and WCW. I'm pretty sure he wasn't. Because when he was WCW mm. World Champion during his reign, so he wasn't IWGP. He'd been, in that case, then. He'd already been IWGP. In that case, then, because I think I remember at the time thinking, because back then, again, you know, history was very important to me, even now. But again, sometimes you have to look to remember. But I thought Kangle basically was the first wrestler to hold the IWGP and, and a recognized world ta- champion. Uh, Recognized world champ, double world champion at the same time. I thought, okay, well, that's again for Kurt Angle, for a guy mm. who has all his records, it's it, it only adds credibility to him, mm. and i.e. the TNA world title, which again I thought was pretty good. Yeah, but <clears throat> sorry. Again, it's it's strange. Again, Kurt Angle was on a real high at the time. He, I remember he had a match against Simone Joe. So again, through this period, he he basically eventually uh, fought Simone Joe at Hard Justice. And he basically became, you could say the second, because technically HSI was the first triple, triple crown champion in TNA. But Krang basically was the first guy to hold every belt that they could be. So mm. the TNA world title, the TNA exhibition title, and the TNA tag team title. This is before the Legends slash Grand Slam uh, champion, uh, championship came into TNA, obviously, down the line. Yeah. So for me, again, these things, and that guy, for someone like me, who, again, who love records, love the champ- who love accomplishments, I thought, man, this guy's the best. Mm-hmm. He's killed. He killed it in WWE. He's come to TNA in what in less in like a year's time. Bam! He's basically beat everybody. Yeah. And in a way, I know people might might laugh. It kind of reminds me of Rick Rude. I mean, the only difference is only difference is Rick Rude technically was. I know it's a weird one again. He was the WCW um, International Champion, so he held the physical WCW belt, but he wasn't the end. Of, he wasn't technically the WCW Champion, but I remember or, or NWA or NWA. Sorry, thank you. But, yeah, neither of them recognized his his belt. It was the it was the NWA, which ran at the same time as the WCW title. Yeah, but it was international, wasn't it? And then they, NWA withdrew recognition, so it just became like a random championship, the international, yeah. for a short while. Yeah, yeah. I thought that basically Angle was like him. Like I remember he was in WWF. I was retrospective, obviously, but he was in WWF. Then he came to WWF, he was just beating guys for fun. I mean, mm. he was beating down Ron Simmons, for was Farouk. Beating Sting and just like, geez, no, it's like no one could beat him. <laughs> I mean, he was getting beaten up, but he was he was hanging on to that belt and he was putting away. I mean, he did beat Sting and that was their franchise guy. Yeah, he came straight into was, WCW, won his, won the title of him. I mean, US, was, I think it's US title. It was a US title, yeah. He won the US title, but I mean, it yeah, weren't it weren't like he was uh, he went on a Vader run where he's just killing. No, 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 no. He's winning he's like, or he's hanging on, but he was like he's getting his ass kicked, but he managed to like, yeah, he's also beating them and surviving them. So he yeah. had an, like an epic US title run, hmm. and he was mixing it up for the world title. Like yeah. he fought, fought Masachono as well. I remember that one. At one point, yeah, for the, yeah. For the uh, that was the NWA World Title at that point. Yep, yep. But yeah, no, I know what you, yeah what you're saying. It's like he's come from, come, come from. But then I mean, yeah, he was. 
it's what you'd expect in a lot of ways. You wouldn't expect Kangle to not be dominant in, <laughs> in, in TNA. You know, like, yeah, you'd still, you'd still expect him to be pretty dominant in WWE. Yeah. So by, by the same logic, he's, he's going to be dominant there. Mm. going to be one of the best. And mm. he, he, he would be someone that could clean up. I mean, at one point, he had the Intercontinental and European titles oh, in yeah. WWE, didn't he? So he'd had multiple mm. bouts at the same time. Mm. And like you said, because of who he is and where he came from, you'd expect him to. Mm. But um, yeah, it's for me again, like, again, Kurt Angle, and again at the time, I, I didn't, again, I, and I, I always say to people, I love wrestling. I love wrestling. Very rarely did I actually care about someone's personal life because my thing is, I don't know, I don't know them. Mm. Yes, sometimes yes, you want to know the real person, but my thing is, okay, at the time I was thinking, okay, if I ever go to the business, which I eventually did, if I ever got to a level to where I'd meet them, I'd, I'd want to know who they are in person rather than read all the information on the internet and think, oh, that's how they are. But I know during this period, obviously, he was having, you know, real bad health issues in terms of um, pill problems. He was drinking a lot. He was getting done. I think it was like two D DUIs at the time already, mm. which is quite crazy. Um, but again, Kurt Angle being what he was, constantly having good matches, you know, uh, Samoan Joe, Sting, Christian. And I think it was maybe like a year later. So this would have been 2008. I think he had, I think he had a neck injury and it was out for a little while. But then for him, and I think more Vince Russo, I think Vince Russo wanted to be, basically wanted to create like a team of what you call like legends. But I think he called, originally I think he called them TNA legends. Mm. So basically it consisted of him. So Kurt Angle, Sting, Kevin Nash, uh, Booker T and Scott Stano, which eventually became Teen Legends, which turned into basically the Men Event Mafia. Yeah. And basically, what their kind of goal really was was to basically run the show, but also teach the uh, what does Scott Stano what, what does Scott Stano call them the the Curtain Jokers how to basically wrestle properly, how to basically be stars of the company. Mm. And obviously, I think it was more. I think more. Again, I'm talking to storyline purposes. Kurt Angle and Sting, if I remember which I do, they were basically saying that a lot of the guys like AJ Styles, the WWE boys didn't respect them. And all they ever kept talking about is, oh, these guys come from the WWF, which obviously the WWE boys did, which is a bit mm. stupid. But they're yeah. talking about how these guys come from the WWF, all they really want to do is basically just never wrestle, make all the money and kind of hold us down. Mm. And again, I, the, the, the premise of it, I actually did like. I, did I, like yeah, I think it was good. I, I remember watching it at that point quite regularly when you had the main event mafia, and I, I did like—I yeah. did think it was a good group. Thought it was quite yeah. short-lived before they sort of had the falling out between, like, with Sting, because Sting yeah. was kind of on the on the fence, wasn't he? He's not yeah. a, a outright bad guy. He was kind of no. showing sort of te- like babyface leanings, and then obviously he he exited the main event mafia. Mm. But at first, I mean, yeah, it was a really good group, and it's good. Yeah, it was a good storyline because it's it, it, like that was star power for sure on the main event yeah. mafia. Yeah, they were all genuine sort of main event guys, mm. and it would help to build up sort of AJ Styles and anyone else that they wanted to sort of like look at the because that's I mean, it's, it's it's kind of like the Millionaires Club versus yeah. the New Blood feud, like yeah. re- rehashed, doesn't it from WWE? From WWE. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, which and this time being done better. I think so. He did. Yeah, it was done better, but it still it seemed a bit too short lived, wasn't it? That they it all mm. sort of crashed. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's. I think it's not a bad premise because this time around you had yeah you you had um, 
AJ Styles was was a big like popular star already. Mm. Like you could you knew he was like one of the sort of franchises of TNA. Mm. So yeah, yeah, I think I think it was a it was a good it was a good idea. I just felt like it it kind of fizzled out a bit quick from my recollection when I watched. Yeah, it. the the thing was is it's weird because there's only two, three technical technically three moments of the main event mafia that I actually remember. Mm. The first one being when they came together and Scott Steiner did his complete <laughs> his complete burial basically of like TNA. Mm. And he's talking, if I remember, he basically talks about like Coach Mojo half-breed. Well, I was like, oh, that's, that's a bit uh, raunchy, especially for TV in general, like calling someone a half-breed is like, you know, mm. fighting. He talks about how um, <laughs> the guys the guys in the back, basically, all they would ever do is go to Meltzer and go to all these uh, wrestling geeks. He's like, well, why don't you ask us? You know, we're the guys who are world champions. We've made your millionaires and everything. Ask us, ask us basically what, whether we had a good match and what you need to do better. You know I mean, it's like, mm. again, I think if I remember, I think it's just, just port, type in TNA, uh, Scott Stanton, Men Event, Ma- Matthew Red, and you, you, you'll see it. It's very, very funny. But in a way, it's, it's, it's crazy. In a way, he's telling the truth. He was telling the truth. He's like, look, you've got basically us. You've got me, Scott Hall, um, Kurt Angle, Sting, Scott Steiner, Kevin yeah. Ash. Yeah, say, what, what did I say? Scott Hall, say. Um, mm. Scott Steiner, sorry. Yeah, Scott Steiner, Kurt Angle, Booker T, Kevin Ash, Sting. Multiple world time world champion, been in wrestling at that point, maybe more than 30, about 30, 40 years combined at a time. Mm. You know, been main events, more, again, successful in terms of world championships, but also more millionaires. Why would I go to Meltzer? Why would I go to all these, you know, Wade Kellen, Wade Kellen and everything to ask them what it means to be a wrestler? Okay, how do I get better? Why, why would I go to these guys? So, in a way, even though these guys were heels, in a way, to me, they were faces because everything they were saying was true. Mm. The guy, all, all the guys ever cared about was video games and everything. He said, you can tell by the wrestling, video game wrestling. He said, with us, you believe us. When you watch us, we be- you believe that we're kicking people's asses. You guys, you just look like, as, as, I don't know, people may laugh now, but it's, it's, it's basically like today's wrestling. It's just gymnastics. It's just move after move after move after move after move after move. No breath. Mm. Nothing. The second moment, I think it was um, Sting versus Kurt Angle in an empty running match. And with me and mine, we were in the Rock Fort Mankind for the WWF title at halftime heat. Yeah. And literally, it felt literally the same thing. Went up and down the stairs, went into the back. Um, I know we're kind of laughing. It's like, uh, you went into the kitchen area like Mankind did and got burnt. When, he, mm. when Rock put, basically put him into the oven, same thing that happened to Sting. Obviously, the ending was different. Obviously, Mankind won the WWF title. But um, I believe the match with Sting and Kurt Angle ended in a uh, draw, which is a bit stupid. And... Okay, I know it's a bit stupid, but when Samoan Joe, who's basically Kurt Angle's enemy for years, helped Kurt Angle basically win the uh, Waterbury title anniversary in 2009, mm. and it's like he, he basically became part of the group, which at the time I admit I didn't get because I thought, okay, you hate this guy. At the time, Samoan Joe was basically beating up everybody, he beat up Kevin Nash, he beat up Booker T, destroyed Scott's Hall, basically beat up everybody. Well, that's Scott Hall, sorry. Steiner, you know, what it is? I think of Kevin Nash, isn't it? When I think of mm. Kevin Nash, sorry, Scott Steiner, um, Kevin Nash has beat up all of these guys, and then it's out of nowhere. It's like, no, okay, Scott Samoan Joe basically was supposed to was going to go win the world title, then he just gives kind of the belt. I'm like, okay, but again, at the time, it was you know good because 
Kurt Angle won the TNA one of a title, and also every man in the group, bar um, Swan Joe, actually held a title. TNA one of a title was on Kurt Angle. Um, the TNA tag team titles was on Scott Stanasi, Scott Stana and Booker T. Kevin Nash held the TNA Legends title, and then obviously I think it was like a week and a half. Um, Simone Joe held the exhibition title, so literally every guy held a belt. So literally every member of the main event Manfred had a belt, which was really really good. And I think from a visual point, it kind of stamped it kind of stamped their authority, it stamped their dominance in TNA, mm-hmm. which I think was really really good. But then, like Anton said before, the only thing that was very annoying about it is it ended very quickly, because. I believe, I keep saying I believe, at the time, I know the WWE was trying to sign um, Booker T and Kevin Nash to come is back. This to where, is this when they did the Rumble? Yeah. Mm, yeah, that did kill off their... Oh, no, but there was not like a revival that they were going to revive the main event mafia. No, 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 no. Yeah, I know. But it's like at the time, because like, I was obviously at the time, Booker T had left... Um, Literally at the end of the first run of but the But not to didn't go to WWE though, did he? I don't think. No, 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 no. Because they kind of ended, yeah. The main event mafia ended. And then in a, yeah. a little while, like a year or so later, they were gonna yeah. reform it. And they just as they were starting it up, you had yeah, you had like Kevin Ash and Booker T show up as guests in a Royal Rumble. Yeah. And then they they didn't have them at TNA anymore. But I think, I think at this point, I, yeah. I, no, I don't I think know what's going on then. The only reason why I skipped it is just because at this point, I'll be honest, I was watching it, and for me personally. Again, people may kind of mock, may, may kind of mock it, but I didn't mind. You know, Nigel McGuinness. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, Desmond. I didn't mind it, but I wasn't. I wasn't all hung up, hung up on him. I thought he was good. I did like it when he came in. That was and him, him and Angle having a a match. It was like that's that's the thing. He's like because uh, he was a bit of a British. Yeah, he's English. Know, say gangster, a gangster, but that kind of. And he, he was the yeah, like the the technical guy. He was known for his technical wrestling. Oh yeah. So I think them two matching up was quite a good. It was somebody new, someone fresh. Hmm. Obviously, yeah, we have that sort of invested interest because he's. He was, I mean, he didn't really wrestle on on the British circular, did he? I think he was. No, he, he went to went, America went, to train and and yeah, started out. Heartland wrestling. wrestling, Heartland yeah. Wrestling Association. Yeah, something like that. I know. Yeah, I think he got his training over in the states. He was. It was. Les, he was a British Les guy. Russia. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then and then sort of broken over there, but he was obviously he was one of he was a British guy, hmm. made it over over in America, like yeah. on Ring, Ring of Honor and mm. that sort of circuit. And then he came into TNA because he was going to join WWE, I think, at one point. At that point, he was. Do with, yeah, something to do with his like, medical yeah. check, checks ahead of that. But he came into mm. TNA and it was a good, it felt like a big, yeah, him and, him and Kurt had some good matches. I remember watching you know, Yeah, thing is, like, he fought Kurt Angle and I thought it was very, very good. Mm. I, I, I really did enjoy it. But uh, I wouldn't say that uh, again, I will, I've always again. It's about being honest because again, honesty is the best is the best way. The problem was for me, I didn't mind Nigel McGuinness. So again, Desmond Wolf at the time, but he seemed like a big deal in Ring of Honor. The guy held a belt for over years. Like you know, he was just dominating. He was so good mm. in Ring of Honor. He came WWE. He came WWE. He came to TNA, and even though yes, he he had a good match against matches against um, Kurt Angle. He just felt bleh like everybody else. In in Ring of Honor, his promos were some point. Good promos and everything. Again, the British accent, the English accent, obviously, yeah. I, you know, I liked it, but he just he felt just like bleh. 
I, I, I thought that I thought the opposite. I thought he came in and felt sort of fresh and he felt like a star. Well, I'm, I'm saying when he, I'm saying when he fought angle, mm. so when he fought angle, fine. But I'm saying afterwards, he after he's like he just seemed to. He seemed oh yeah, to but that's a, yeah, but I think that was just like they sort of lost interest in him. But at first, they mm. brought him in feeling like I'm you know going straight after Kangle. Was yeah. a big, it was a big thing for TNA. Like if you're oh, yeah. TNA and you go straight to Kangle, you're in the big time. Like you're in the mm. big, big picture. You're you're debu- debuting him with purpose, and that's how it felt. And he, I thought he was carrying of it off well. But then, yeah, they just seemed to lo- sort of lose faith in him. Which is the same, really. Well, not lose faith, but lose interest, and just didn't. He yeah, felt, didn't he felt like another guy. He just yeah, felt like another did, guy. But at, at first, he didn't. I, I didn't feel. I felt like, oh, that's yeah, that does feel okay. fresh. He feels like a mm. like a somebody. And obviously, these matches with Kangle are good. Mm. Yeah, they, they just they just needed to build on him afterwards, basically. And wasn't this a, not too long before like Hogan came in? Yeah, with Bischoff. Yeah. So yeah, he kind of he probably got lots sort of lots by the wayside there when they like they got their people they want bringing yep. in, and he just kind of got sort of pushed aside. So it was, it was bad timing more than anything, yeah. probably. Yeah, and like you said, in a way, in a way. Especially with Kurt Angle, he wasn't really again. You can say again. I can go through a whole list. He, you know, he, he fought Mr. Anderson, had a good match against Mr. Anderson in the steel cage and everything, which was really really good. He fought AJ Styles, didn't win, didn't win the TNA World title, but again, good matches against against him. <sighs> but again, if you talk about you know the impacts, the special moments for Kurt Angle during this period, it was a very blur kind of moment. It's like blur, hmm. and obviously he had Hulk Hogan there. And again, what kind of annoyed me to death? Again, me being again a Bret Hart fan, really enjoyed his work. You know, believe the guy. You know, best days, best worlds, best ever will be, all that sort of stuff. And it, again, they tried to recreate the stupid Montreal school job um, spot again. <laughs> I believe it was him. Was it him versus uh, who was it? I think it was him versus AJ Styles. No, no, no. Who was it? Uh, was it versus AJ Styles? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been so long. Mm. But basically, there was a spot basically where hurt basically, and um, Ohebno was involved. Um, he basically screwed out uh, Kurt Angle. Hulk Hogan was there playing, you know, the Hollywood Hollywood um, Hulk Hogan. Kurt spit in his face, and it's like, even me watching at this time, I was like, oh yeah, whatever. Mm. But I think he threatened basically to go out to WWE. I was like, Kurt, you're not going nowhere. And even though at the time, I think I I was rest at the time, but I still kind of held that. Belief, if that makes sense. I still try to believe, and you know, even though I know it's working, I think, like, okay, yeah, sell me it. I didn't believe it. Mm. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't believe it. But again, kind of all through this period, wasn't really doing, wasn't really doing much more facing people like what Frank Kazarian. But there's a guy called, again, I knew basically it's Elijah Burke. I think in, T, in TNA, he was D'Angelo De Niro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll be, I'll be honest. He he made me believe again. Maybe maybe it was um, D'Angelo De Niro, or again maybe his Kurt Angle was so good. He made me think that this guy was was so good. Mm. They're having back, you know, matches back and forth, back and forth. You know, obviously trading wins back and forth and everything. But D'Angelo made Kurt Angle, or maybe D'Angelo again, maybe the, a combination of the, of the two. I believe basically that D'Angelo was better than Kurt Angle in terms of physique, in terms of just in ring in ring work, in terms of his, his smoothness, even mm. on promos. Even on promos, I was like, well, okay, you're making me believe. You know, making me believe in everything, which is good. And as usual, the, remember the 10 10 10 10 10, Anton? Ty Dillinger. No, not, 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 not that gumble. Well, 10 10 10 with this. <laughs> TNA. You know the one where a is basically going around saying about, you know, they, they are coming, they're coming, they're coming. And oh, then they turned okay. out. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then 1010 turned out to be Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff turning heel. Oh, immortal. Yeah, for the first time, yeah, immortal Jeff uh, Jeff Hardy turning heel for the first time ever. Mm. And, you know, through that stink, obviously, Kurt Angle was involved in a match with Mr. Anderson. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's coming out. Bischoff, everybody's coming out. Abyss clapping like he's a duck, happy duck and everything. And in a way, it was good because, again, I thought, okay, I've seen Kurt versus Jeff Hardy, but at the same time, it's a, I know it's stupid. It's the same guy, but it's a, it's a different character. It makes sense. So you feel, okay, now I want to see, you know, a bad guy, Jeff, uh, Jeff Hardy versus Kurt Angle. Mm. But what, obviously, we didn't realize at the time, or anybody, because I think I was, I was reading Powerhouse at the time. So obviously, I'd heard about Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. And for me, I, I like Jeff Jarrett. I like him today. I liked him back then, but I was kind of torn because anybody who knows me, I kind of have a cold where uh, people's ex-girlfriends, you know, in terms of my friends or, you know, my close friends, my friends, ex-girlfriends or ex-wives or whatever are off limits that you just, you just don't go to basically find somewhere else. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people basically hated Jeff Jack because obviously in their mind, he stole Kurt Angle's wife or ex-wife, Karen, Karen Angle, who's now Karen Jarrett. So there was kind of like a big uproar, big backlash against, you know, um, Jeff Jarrett, Jim Cornette uh, got let go, uh, Dutch Mantel got let go, Seven Vega got let go, uh, BG James, as in Rhoda, got let go as well. So all of Jeff Jarrett's kind of team got let go. Mm. And obviously Vince Russo was there in charge. And I, um, I think Bruce Pritchard basically talked about how he went, I think it was him and Vince Russo was talking to Ed Bischoff, and Ed Bischoff was basically very keen to basically put Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett's heat, if you want to call it, on TV. And I think that's what... Mm. Oh, yeah, no, I was just trying to... Cause that it, did that happen before Bischoff came in? But then... No, it, ha- it happened before. But then Jarrett before. came back during that time, yeah. was it? Was that so how basically, that worked? So basically, during the 10-10-10 stuff, mm. uh, Jeff Jarrett had really been suspended before then. Yeah, so Cornet was already gone. Everyone's already gone. Yeah, because so yeah, Jeff Cornet wasn't back. around. Because Mick Foley yeah. was like the yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, you like I said you you followed TNA sort of more. Yeah. You're not going to like me saying it, but more religiously than than I did. You were you were you, you weren't hardcore apparently, but you were avid. I was follower. a fan. <laughs> you were a fan. So you would you would know me like I I dipped in and out, heard yeah. certain little bits, see little bits, but timelines are a bit off. For me, so, so before then, again, I'm, I'm trying to keep in line, but before then, Jeff Jarvis got suspended because, yeah, uh, um, Carter found out Mick Foley basically became essentially like the, the TNA owner on TV, that sort of stuff, yeah. And near the end of October, near the end of 2010, Jeff Jack came back, but obviously, he came back because yeah. of baby face. But then at that time, but then he, he, turned married, he turned heel yeah. shortly after, didn't he? Because then he didn't he start doing the tapping out, going to make kids yeah. tap out at like oh, yeah, judo and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but this this is around the 10, 10, 10 stuff. So yeah. around this time, he tried to turn heel. And then after, so he was going to like all these karate clubs, mm-hmm. making kids tap that. out. Yeah. Yeah. Then he was he, talking about, then he was talking about that. beating Simone Joe. He's an MMA, he's an yeah. MMA star, MMA That's expert. That's it, he's an MMA, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Jeff, but I'm like, Jeff, you're, 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 you're far from me. Oh, no, but it was tongue in cheek. He won't, he, oh, yeah, yeah. you weren't so supposed to believe that he's actually no. repackaging himself as an MMA killer. No. He's like, it's a comedy Man, yeah. Like he, he definitely isn't. That's why he's going around beating kids up at like oh, yeah. karate clubs. <laughs> like he's not, he's not seriously trying to present yeah. himself as one. Yeah, but 
But I think, like I said, because I read Palace at the time, I think um, during Palace, they kept telling us basically about the, the beef with Kurt and Jeff. Mm. And obviously, again, like I said, a lot of people basically sided with Kurt mm. during that period. So I think they had a match. So the first match that I can remember, I think it was supposed to be like an exhibition match mm. between him, between Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett. And again, this just talking, talking as a man now, I give Kurt Angle full credits. I give him full credits because even though, again, Kurt Angle and um, more, more Jeff Jarrett more talked about it, where he said that how when he did start uh, seeing uh, Karen, she already, she had already you know, divorced from Kurt. Mm. But at the same time, there is that, again, whether it's on paper or it's just, you know, the so-called moral code, which a lot of people say they believe in, but they don't. You know, there's basically this code where you don't go for, your, you, you know, your, like I said, your, your, your boy or your brother's ex-wives or girlfriends. It's like, okay, it's something you just don't do. Mm. So at that time, obviously, there was, there was this heat between them. And I, I know most guys couldn't do it. Most guys couldn't do it. Most guys couldn't be in the ring with a guy who's basically living with his ex-wife and his kids as well, living in his house. Mm. And to think that, okay, you're actually wrestling him and you basically have to be, air quotes, professional. And when he's word professional, I mean professional in terms of go out there, have a good match. Um, don't stiff the guy. Don't hurt the guy. Don't kill the guy. And as always, make money for the company. I give Kurt Angle full credit for that because most guys I know could not do it. Even me, I, I would be... I'd like to think I'd be able to do it, but I'd probably be gritting my teeth all the way through. Mm. I'll, I'll be gritting my teeth. And, you know, even through, again, there was a couple of bits where I remember where Kurt, sorry, sorry, Karen Angle, Jeff Jarrett used to come out on um, on Impact. They'd be talking about how bad Kurt Angle is and how bad of a father he is and stuff like that. And um, I'll never forget it. There was basically maybe 30 seconds. So, Jeff Jarrett's talking as much as usual, talking about he's a man, blah, 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 blah. Kurt Angle comes in, Angle slams, or Olympic slams, sorry, at the time, Olympic slams, Jeff. And I think you, you remember Anton Busy, there's a bit where it's like Kurt and Karen just turn each other. Yeah. For like maybe like 20 seconds. And so you can kind of just see, like, just there. Again, whether it was true or not, to me, you can, obviously from what, you know, Kurt Angle said at the time, there was general hatred between him and Kurt, Karen Angle at the time, but you could see it. And it's like, my gosh, like, these guys, you know, they hate each other. They've, you know, they've hated each other. They've been having all these problems and everything. And the fact that TNA, to its credit, but also, yeah, not so much, is able to get them in the ring and even have 30 seconds. I mean, it was like 30 seconds, which is them just staring. Mm-hmm. And the intense look between these two, I was like, Kurt, I'll give you credit, mate. Because you can see, like, Karen, you know, Karen's just, like, mouthing off. I think from what I remember, remember seeing, she said, you're not worth a man. You know, go and hit me, you know, show these people what kind of man you are. You're not a man now. I think Kurt's just, just looking at her, not saying a word. Mm. I was thinking, boy, Kurt, that's, again, as a man, full credit. Full credit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Full credit. But, again, and this would have been, what, 2011? Well, I think it was, like, 2011 during this period. They had about, what, three good matches? I remember one was not I remember I remember this one. I believe it was lockdown. No, it was lockdown. Oh, hold on, let me just remember what it was. Uh, I apologize, people. When was it? It would have been. Uh, so, no, they had their first match at Genesis. They had the first match at Genesis. I remember that. Mm-hmm. That's it. No, sorry. It was against all odds. Was the first match between them. It was first. It was against all odds. Was the which was the second match. 
And then Kurt Angle lost. So he had to walk Karen Angle down the ramp. Remember mm-hmm. that one? And then it was at, that's it. It was at lockdown. That's it. It was at lockdown. It was a Ultraman rules two out of three falls in a still cage match. Mm. And it was the one basically where Kurt Angle did the big move. So you know when he basically missed him? He missed Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. And it looked like basically Kurt Angle broke his neck. Mm. And I admit, as a fan, I was getting pissed off. I was thinking, damn, like Kurt just can't. And again, I like Jeff. I like Jeff. But I thought, Jeff, you're, you're nowhere near on the levels of Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is bigger than you, stronger than you, faster than you, better in every way. But always, and I think this is what, this is what you still know about TNA, it's like you have a referee, you had a cage, but yet Karen Angle, so Karen Angle, Karen Jarrett, always seemed to be able to get involved. I was like, hey, Karen, piss off, man. Piss off. And obviously, because, we, again, and I will state it, I don't believe in men hitting women or women hitting, women hitting men. I don't believe in any, any of those things. But Kurt Angle basically got so pissed off that he said, you know what, I'm going to basically bring someone to come and deal with Karen. And I thought, okay, fine. Who did he bring, Anton? Remember? China. 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 Mm-hmm. They bought China, and things what even annoyed me. They bought China, and I think it was like sacrifice again. The next pay per view, it was basically a mixed tag team match, and it was funny because Kurt Angle basically was like laughing all the way through, through the whole match. He was just laughing, <laughs> literally just constantly just laughing, laughing. But China didn't even beat down Karen. Just gave her one couple of clotheslines, just a slam and nothing. It was like she went out there literally and gobbled with her and just bam, bam destroyed her. Mm. Okay, yes. China has no uh, uh, invested interest in Karen, but it's like, okay, make it at least look like, okay, you know what? But, but that's Kurt, what she's there for, isn't she? He's, he's brought somebody in who can beat her up because he, but, he couldn't. So it's like but woman, the thing is, but, woman but the woman. thing is, he did, she didn't destroy her. Oh, no, I no, but I'm saying that's that's the psychology of him bringing China yeah. in for that purpose is to beat her up. Like, even though, she, yeah. She should she should be there to beat her up. That's why he's, that's why that's her job because yeah. the man can't hit the the woman, so the woman hits yeah. the woman. But you know what? I would have preferred. I know it sounds stupid now. I would prefer someone like Jazz, even though Jazz has nothing to do with, or even Ivory has nothing to do with um Ivory. Jazz or say Jazz Ivory or Jacqueline. Hmm. I know they have nothing to do with Kurt, but it's like the venom between Kurt Angle and Jeff Jack was so strong, especially between Karen and Kurt. I expected. China, in theory, storyline, to go out there and literally close down her off her head, throw out the ring, smash her towards the barricade, smash her towards the... That's what, that's what they want. And I think for me, again, people may say, oh, I'm violent. No, I'm not. I'm violent. If you're going <laughs> to <laughs> It's like, if, if, if you're going to... Smash that! Smash that! Throw it that! <laughs> chop, chop their legs off. No, I'm not no, violent. I'm not, I'm not violent, <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's like a movie. You, you, it's like Scarface. You, 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 if you sell me the movie Scarface, Al Pacino... I expect to see killing. I expect to see all this stuff in Scarface. Mm. They oversold the match for me, and I was disappointed. That's me personally, but, you know. You didn't get a chainsaw, so you weren't happy. Again, again, Chad didn't drop on her head. She didn't do anything. She gave her a a measly, weak-looking ankle lock, and that was it. Mm. It's like, uh, okay. But, again, you could see the changes in Kurt in terms of, again, the storyline itself was very good. The big, the big pay-per-view, well, sorry, technically their version of SummerSlam is called Summerversary, so it celebrates the anniversary of TNA's first show. Mm. So Summerversary, I believe it was nine. Again, strangely enough, the main event, I've always said to you, the main event should be the world title match, but they deemed Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett three, in quotes three, bigger mm-hmm. than Sting versus Mr. Anderson for the TNA world title. Okay, I hear that, but 
for whatever reason, that match was, was, was the last one, which is fair enough. Kurt Angle won the end finally, which is good. But here's where, for me, again, I love Kurt, but here's where I can honestly say I was a bit like, yeah, what's happening here? You mm-hmm. understand? Because obviously, Immortal was there. Yeah. As in uh, Hulk Hogan's um, TNA version of the NWO was there. And the whole point basically was that Tina, uh, Kangle basically wanted to be the TNA World of Champion again. But then Sting had this storyline against Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan talking about how, and tell me, Anthony, if this makes sense. He who holds the world title holds country, basically has power over TNA, yeah? Mm-hmm. But then Sting finally won the world title from Miss Anderson at Summerversary. Lost it very quickly to Kurt Angle, but with Kurt Angle turning heel, smashing Sting with the um, chair to, to turn heel, and essentially joining Immortal officially but unofficially, that makes sense. So a loose association. But it's like Sting basically was still fighting for power, but didn't hold the world title. Makes sense to you? Hmm. So, you know I mean? so again, Vince Russo, I love you, mate. I love you, Vince, but... He wasn't, he wasn't in charge. He wasn't involved in that time, though, was it, Vince? Not when didn't didn't he leave when Hogan and Bischoff came in? No, yeah. So during this period, he came back. During this oh, period, okay. he, had, he had he had a little bit of a stink, okay. a little bit of a stink at this point. But the storyline basically is that if you're the world heavyweight champion, you're the best of the best. You make the most money, but also you run TNA. You run TNA. Hulk Hogan on TNA. So it's like Sting was kept saying, "Buddy, if I hold the world title, I run TNA." But then he lost the world title. But then he was like, "Well, I still run TNA." He's like, no, you don't. You don't. You're not the world champion. Mm. Kurt Angle, who's the world champion, runs TNA, but. That story and I never kind of played towards it, which is a bit stupid. Yeah. But I think during this period, Kurt Angle, I think they talked about how he damaged his quad at this point. So they were basically trying to find a way for him to drop the belt over to somebody who they believed would be the next guy. And Anton, as you sh- as I know, you know I vouch for this guy. The guy at that point was Bobby Roode. Mm. Or what's he in TNA? Uh, Robert Roode? Is yeah. it Robert Roode? Probably, probably um, not. He's Robert, he's Robert Roode now. Is he Robert Roode in TNA? Um, TNA WB? Or is he Robert Roode? I think he's... I'm not even sure now. I think he did yeah, start with Robert, Robert Roode. Fair enough. And it might have changed. I can't, I can't remember. I yeah, see? yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? I haven't seen him for a while. So that's probably, that's probably yeah, why this, is sh- this is shame on you since you vouched for him. Who? Robert Roode? Yeah, you've abandoned him. But you can't even remember what his name is now. No, it's not. I'm saying that. I'm saying he hasn't, he hasn't been on TV for a while. He, he hasn't him. been on TV for a while. He vouched for him, though. You should, you should be no, his name's, Robert, his, name, his name's Robert Roode. His name's okay. Robert Roode. Right. But in TNA at that point, I thought that, okay, this guy, he's the guy. Hmm. I thought, okay, he, he's the next guy who should be world of a champion and hopefully take the company into a new direction. Yeah. But for whatever reason, Hulk Hogan believed that Bobby Roode wasn't the guy and it was more James Storm. Again, uh, I'm like, if he if were James Storm, but again, Kurt Angle had the big match at the end of the Bound for Glory series, fought Bobby Roode. Uh, Kurt Angle won, but, you know, um, uh, Bobby Roode's, I think obviously his arm was underneath the ropes, grabbed it, but then the match was already done. Mm. And then the next night on Impact, he dropped the belt literally within about less than two minutes to James Storm. Mm. Again, one of the biggest pops, TNS, you know, TNS, I've ever seen TNA for James Storm. Obviously, the guy's been there from literally the first show. Yeah, came from being, you know, from the team of AM, AMW with Chris Harris, as you guys may know, Brandon Walker, bless him. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Beer money. Be- money, thank you. Beer money. He had that stupid fortune gimmick with AJ Styles and everything. Mm. And yeah, it was like, okay, it was nice to see. 
But I think also, I think it was good the fact that James Storm pinning Kurt Angle gave him that. Would you call it? Would you call it um, boost, or would you say it's more like okay, it helped to build the what's the word? The character, the character, or like the what's the word I'm looking for? So James Storm basically beating Kurt Angle for the TNA World Title. Mm. It gave him more credibility. That's a credibility. Uh, it gave him more credibility. It's like, okay, you be a, a you know a legit world champion, a guy who's basically the the guy here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm. But sorry, <clears throat> during this period, obviously, Kurt Angle basically left for a little while. I was like, I told you, he had the quad injury. He left yeah. for a little while. He came back, but again, like I said, I'll be honest. This is me. Who, and I, I admit, at this point, I started to wane when I was watching it. I mean, I started to wane because I was like. It started to feel very yeah, boring. Mm. And you know me really, I, I can watch wrestling, but I, I, I felt bored watching it. I was gonna get bored watching TNA. But the only other the only other significant thing in 2012 that I can think of was that he teamed up with AJ Styles and won the TNA World Tag Team titles against I think it was Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez. Yeah. Oh Charles, bless you, Chavo, but you you you're not Eddie. I'm sorry. Yeah, just yeah. But again. After this period, the supposing new main event mafia. So again, mm. it was supposed to be Kevin Nash, it was supposed to be Booker T, it was supposed to be Sting, Samoa Joe, and Kangle. But obviously Booker T had left years ago, but around this time, he was supposed they were supposed to come back. Sorry, people. Kurt and so Kevin Nash and Booker T were supposed to come back to reignite the main event mafia. But unfortunately, I think it was a Royal Rumble that year. Yeah. Kevin again, and this, this what even this what bugs me about it. Everybody, or oh, sorry, people was watching Booker T. They were watching mm-hmm. Kevin Nash every single week mm-hmm. on TNA, and I don't remember ever people getting all excited and happy to see him. This guy, Kevin Nash, dyes his hair brown, dyes his beard brown. Where's the old Diesel gimmick? And people are out there crapping themselves, pissing themselves, jerking off themselves. As if they haven't seen a guy for 10 years. I was like, mate, he's a TNA. Same with Booker T. No, your man, Tom, watched it, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were going mass thinking he's in TNA every single week. That just, that, I, that just shows you that they wasn't on that level. That, <laughs> that people weren't it, that interested, were they? People didn't pay attention, people weren't aware. Along, oh, it or, or it just feels like what you do there is, uh, and what you did, what they did in WWE is like, yeah. Basically, it definitely felt like a big, yeah, just a random appearance in Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. as you say, they're, they're in, figured into storylines and everything over at TNA. And and no one's, yeah, there's no no real, like, no no needle mover. Mm. So, yeah, that's is what it is, I isn't it? I can't remember who it was that said it one time. They said, like, like oh, like... Um, RBD? It might have been RBD. It was somebody that, like, it was still wrestling, but it's like they went in WWE and it's like, oh. When did you, yeah, when you basically saying like well, <laughs> when you're coming back to wrestling, it's like well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm already in wrestling, like, yeah. yes, like I'm still wrestling at the moment. So, so in their mind, they're not in wrestling anymore because I haven't seen them because they're just following WWE. That is that is a large, you know, large contingent of the, the fan base. Yeah, just, but yeah, again, so, I, hmm. it, it, for me, it was quite sad because. Again, I, I like Booker T. And again, again, I, I'd seen Kevin Nash for many years, WWE, WWF, slash WWE as well, but they were back to WWE. 
mm. Kevin Nash with Booker T. So again, people people may think I'm a bit harsh on this guy, but I don't mind Madness. So he's called what Nick Aldis now? Aldis. Aldis, sorry. I don't mind him, but he to me was not main event mafia. I'm sorry. No, but they had to make that a kind of a make good, wasn't it? They had to put people in. <sighs> but the whole point, main event mafia. He was not I know. he wasn't main event. I'm sorry. He wasn't main event. And then you had I love this guy as well. This guy's more, you know, uh MMA star, UFC, you know, former lightweight champion, Rampage Jackson. Mm. But mate, you, Again, it's not like he could have came in there and just started knocking about for fun. He couldn't do that. So again, he was very limited to what he could do. Mm. And like Sting was there, Kurt Angle was there, and Simone Joe was there. But at that point, Simone Joe felt like he was just floundering. Mm. He was floundering at that point. I don't like Sting, but Sting was just again Sting come sorry, Sting just came off the storyline with um, Bischoff and Hogan with the control of TNA. Mm. And again, Kurt still had something. But you know, you know when you say that it's like you're whining. You can see that okay, time's kind of passing. It's like you're still a star, but you're just mm, you're dipping a bit. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> you know they were there, but also they, they were fighting against aces and eights. Mm. So it was more like this again, again for those people who don't know the story at the time. Basically, you had a group called aces and eights who came out, basically attacked everybody, and their goal basically was to take again. Take over TNA. I I run TNA. Basically, take over TNA again. Oh, Vinny Roo. But again, this 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 was Air Bishop. This is the Air Bishop story. Air Bishop's um storyline. So more blame on him than Vince Russo. Don't blame Vince Russo. But um, yeah, basically they were coming out there just attacking people, attacking Bob Ray Dudley, Hogan, Sting, all sorts. And at this time, it was kind of funny because if I remember, it wasn't wasn't the first. The first person to be unmasked, say the first person to be unmasked from the SNA wasn't Dilo Brown. I, I, I wasn't really watching during okay, that period. So yeah, you you have yeah. to fill me in on a lot of the Aces and stuff. Again, I love Dilo, but at that point, Dilo was yeah, he, he was done. He was he was a big fat guy, bit beer belly, just yeah, wasn't doing anything. And then it's like, okay, because to me, I can think, okay, who are these guys? I want to know who these guys were. Then we found out that okay, and people may people may mock it, but I'll I'll let you know. First guy was Dilo Brown. Second guy was Devon Dudley. I love Devon, but yeah, okay, fine. Then it was uh, Gallows, who was, uh, was it Luke Gallows from WWE or Festus, as I remember. Mm-hmm. So at that at that point, I knew was Festus. I mean, I, I I didn't see him. In, I didn't see him in Japan. So I, this, this was before he was with um, uh, Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson. Yeah. Carl Anderson. That's a Anderson. There. Carl Anderson is before them. So at that point, we only see him as Festus. And part of like CM Punk's kind of disciple group for a little while. And then that was it. So I thought, okay, this bumbling idiot who could barely keep his tongue in his mouth, he's now a badass back guy. Fine, fair enough. Then you had, uh, is it Nux? Who was, was it, uh, Mike Nux? Mm. Mike Nux. Then it was uh, Wes Briscoe, who's Mr. McMahon, Jared Briscoe's son. I hate Jared Briscoe for the Montreal school jobs. I didn't like him. Uh, you had to. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Again, side note, and it's probably stupid now. At the time, I kept thinking, if I see Joe Briscoe, I'd have to beat the hell out of him. You, but, you, you probably, <laughs> yeah, you probably want to beat me up. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think it'd be an easy job. 
No, I heard a story like basically had you know from Bruce Pritchard and JBL that this guy was legitimately tough. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would say, yeah, your JBL's coming, but would have beat me up. <laughs> he turned it around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tied you up in knots there. I'm telling you. But you had his sub West Briscoe again. I didn't know who he was, so I thought, okay, fair enough. You had um, Garrett Bischoff, which was a bit of a joke because again, Garrett Bischoff at one point was a referee. Mm. He was a referee under a different name. Then it's like you come out of nowhere, and it's like, okay, well, he had a couple matches against Gunnar, Hulk Hogan endorsed him, and then, okay, he's part of it's, it's fine. But Kurnga was there just, again, long-winded, but bring it back around again. Kurnga was there, he was fighting them, but again, he was just there. He wasn't really doing anything at the time. Mm. And then we found out in the end, uh, Bully Ray Dugley, Bully Ray, Bubba Ray Dugley, who, who was Bully Ray, was the head of, was the, you know, the the leader of Aces and Eights. So I was like, okay, fine, Bully Ray, gave him the world title, helped him become better, fine. But, as I said, and that, that again, this storyline in a way helped him. But being part of the main event storyline, I think per- the person was pointless at this point because Magnus was there, wasn't really doing much. Sting was there, Simone Joe was there. But then it was like Simone Jones and Magnus kind of went off, became tag team champions. So they kind of like sorted. Sting was there, but Sting was more again with Hulk Hogan. But Kurt's just there, but he wasn't doing anything, which, which kind of annoyed me. I'm thinking, okay, you're wasting him. Mm. So it's like, in a way, I felt like he was their version of like, okay, Stone Cold, but like Stone Cold, Rock-ish. It's like, you have them, you have this guy here. What are you doing with him? But like you said, these guys, or supposedly uh, Jim Ross and Bruce Pritchard, I believe Bruce Pritchard, they say Stone Cold could not be on top every day of the week. Where we, I don't know whether you believe that or not, but that's what, you know, that's what he was saying. So it's like, okay, if Kurt can't be the main guy, he has to at least be near the top. He can't just be a mid-card guy. And during this time, I thought he was like a mid-card guy. You know, um, I believe it was Slammiversary 11. He became the second inductee of the TNA Hall of Fame. So the first one was Sting, obviously. And I mean, at this point, I was just like, it, it sounds good. But from where TNA was, again, again I saw it from when Again, Anton talks about it in the UK. We have a we have a show called we have a TV program called Wrestling Channel. Well, and that was, it, it was a station. It was a channel station. Channel, yeah, station. Mm. And it used to be the four two seven on Sky. As I remember, it's four two seven on Sky. Mm. So I used to watch it every week. Watch the you know the old um, T NWA shows. And again, I'd seen it basically come from nothing, literally nothing, to the point of where, like you said, Kevin Nash came, Randy Savage came at one point. Bless you, Randy Savage, but you know. And then Kurt Angle, and then, you know, they was going to, they went away from Nashville, going to Chicago, DC, going to all these big places. And it's kind of sad. Hogan and Bischoff came, and they talk about being the peak, but really, I think the peak was literally just before they came. But then, like, these two guys came, and for me, it kind of felt like it just kind of dipped ever since then. You know, they stopped going to all these big arenas. They stopped having the monthly pay-per-views, and they were doing these, I know AEW does it, it's like TV specials. So instead of it being, for example, Bound for Glory, or sorry, instead of it being like something like um, Against All Odds, which would be something like, I don't know, like a, a February March review, it would be uh, uh, Impact Wrestling Presents um, Against All Odds or Final Revolution. So it became basically like a TV special. Yeah. Which to me is quite sad because, again, like WBF, WCW, I enjoyed each pay-per-view. Um, you know, remember like the old WBF uh, pay-per-view, uh, more... Again, it's probably more maybe 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2003, where it had like certainly had like the different entrances bit. You know, yeah. the, the Backlash one, the SummerSlam, but the WrestleMania, all, all yeah. that stuff. I enjoyed that. 
Same for TNA. They just had the old stupid WWE screen from 2000, 2000, 2001. Just a screen. And it just felt like a show. But again, people can hear the annoyance I had during this point. So I admit, for myself, I was kind of in and out, in and out. But of course, because again, we're doing cat angle, I've gone back and I had to actually watch quite a lot of stuff to remember. Because again, there's a lot of stuff I kind of missed out. So Again, Kerrango became the second inductee of TNA Hall of Fame. And then there's obviously a bit where I remember, and I'm sure Anton remembers as well, where Kerrango basically got done for another DUI. Mm. And he went to rehab. Because there was a bit where Kerrango, and I think if Anton remembers, remember he basically went from kind of, he was muscular, but he was kind of slim. Yeah. And then he looked like basically just put on weight, like he just ballooned up, remember? Yeah, there was a lot of fluctuating that at that time. Yeah. Mm. And it was during this period, basically, where he went to rehab. So, okay, you know what? I'm going to rehab now. And thankfully, they said that during this period, I think it was around August 2013, where he essentially changed his life. So, again, just from the research that I did, he basically gone to rehab. He met his second wife. He's obviously had children with his second wife as well, including uh, he had two from Karen as well. So around this time, again, he, he had to rehab, he started to change his life, which was better. But unfortunately, from, I'll say from 2013 all the way to, what, 2016, he didn't really, in my opinion, do anything that was really kind of relevant to TNA. Yes, he won a couple more world titles, which was good. But, you know, but Bobby Lashley helped to bring up Spud, you know, TNA. TNA uh, what, what was he done in WB, Anton? What was Spud's name in WB? Um, was it Drake Maverick? Drake Maverick, sorry. Yeah. So in England, Drake Maverick basically was called Spud, and he's like, you know, good character, very small guy, but good character. I liked him personally, good guy. Mm. Good, I liked his work and everything, but Kurt Angle basically helped him and beat, build him up in TNA, gave him a bit of a, a stand, which is good. But I think the last maybe contributing thing that I think Kurt Angle ever did in TNA was that he helped to get um, EC3 on top. Mm. So EC3 basically being from the TNA World title, but it wasn't that like he just beat him. The match, the couple of matches that he had with him was really, really good. And like Kerango, I think, taught him a bit of psychology, taught him basically to slow down in the match. You can see that, you know, um, EC3 really worked a lot more on his character, his persona. Yes, he was never the great worker. Again, even now, he, he's maybe not be the best worker, but as a personality, just how he carried himself, he's even credited Kerango for helping him during this period. Mm. And I think probably, personally, that's probably his last great... Um, contribution to TNA, but also to EC3. So sadly, obviously, he left TNA in 2016. And just before he went to back to WWE, Anton, wasn't there a period where Kurt Angle was on in independence? And didn't he wrestle in the UK? I think it was mm -hmm. for, was it ICW? Was it ICW? Yeah. Right yeah, he did do some uh, some independent. Yeah. Was it, yeah. yes, um... I know he had a match with I, think Rey Mysterio. I was going to say Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I was over here yeah. as well. What about, was it Cody Rhodes? If I can remember, was it Cody Rhodes? No, no. It was Rey Mysterio in, was it Ice? Was it? Uh, no, sorry. It was, that's it. He fought Cody Rhodes at, um, was it Northeast Wrestling? Uh, Northeast Wrestling. Do you know that? Northeast Wrestling. That's, that's, that's New York. Northeast mm. wrestling, mm. yeah, uh, yeah. He was wrestling. He was wrestling quite a bit, sort of on the independents. Uh, over I know, in, it, in America. 
I know you thought it was Zack Sabre Jr. at Revolution Pro. I know, I know that one. Mm. That, that I do remember. Yeah. And he, yes, he, yes, he beat Alberto De Real in, mm. um, in uh, is it WCPW? You oh, know what that co- is? What culture? Pro wrestling. That's it, yeah. So that, mm. that's what I remember. Yeah. So, again, bless you, Kurt. But I heard your fee was ridiculous. <laughs> bless mm. you. But I heard you must have bankrupt. You, Raymond Steele, must have bankrupt these promotions in the UK. Because I heard you guys was making a buckler of money, which it should be, which is mm. fair. But if I can remember, so I think you told me that around January, so I think it was officially it was January the 16th, 2017, it was announced that Kurt Angle being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Mm. I remember you phoned me to tell me that, you know, he's going to the Hall of Fame. And funny enough, they basically revealed that John Cena was going to induct him, which I was a bit like, eh, I wasn't too sure about it. But you, you have said even to this day that, you know, Kurt Angle basically really probably was, was the best one because obviously he gave he gave John Cena basically the elevation that he needed to get him well to give him yeah. the, that push on it well yeah I mean John Cena at that time was the biggest star in wrestling mm-hmm. so it's an endorsement there that he's going to induct you and yet you you were kind of responsible for his his debut like he, he's yeah. actual his televised debut in the WWE was against Kurt Angle John Cena yeah. so it's like yeah that it didn't it wasn't the one that sent him into the stratosphere because for a little while he dipped, didn't he? But it still yeah. is like, yeah, that that was he. He burst onto the scene in a match with Kurt Angle. Yeah, so yeah. It, 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 and whether it's the absolute, yeah, I think Kurt said like he he won it, like he would have liked Stone Cold to do it. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's Which would have been a good choice, but I mean, Cena's a good choice as well. I mean, yeah, like Cena's yeah. not bad. Whether he's the absolute no. like person that you know Kurt wanted and should have had. I mean, Stone Cold yeah. would have been, and now because he's he's a huge megastar so yeah. John Cena's yeah he's got that box tick but obviously there was a lot of history between Kurt Angle and Stone Cold through the years so that, or even that, The Rock or personally even The Rock I think Rock yeah The Rock is well. another one so yeah, yeah I mean John Cena's not not a bad option uh you know me I, I, I just I know I just he beat the big show so, so you would yeah you don't want John Cena to do nothing because <laughs> yeah. he's a big show <laughs> he, yeah I, I just wanted there so I thought okay give it again it, it, all, all kidding yes he beat the big show which I didn't like but Yes, John Cena was again was a good the guy choice. Still, who, it was yeah. a good choice, and and but, Kurt was happy with that choice. But I think he, yeah, if he if he was absolutely like picked his first choice, I think he he said it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. But yeah, John Cena's not a bad replacement mm. in that. Yeah, from uh, from a perspective as well that it meant something to Kurt Angle's career because they had oh, matches, not just that debut when they had some matches. When he was WWE champion, I remember. Yeah, well, like join John Cena's rising when he was champion as well. And Kurt Angle put him over. Yeah, Kurt Angle really four, four. Like, played a big part in, in making yeah. John Cena. Yeah. Mm. But, actually, no, it's not but, it's and, actually. He was inducted in the Hall of Fame, which I like, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 33, which I was happy about. Yeah. I. This is where my thing for Kurt Angle, my affection, if you want to put it with, for the character, kind of dwindled because this McMahon, Mr. McMahon, made him the general manager of yeah. Raw. And then... This stupid uh, storyline that he had no. a son, <laughs> oh. Jason Jordan. I, 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 did, I look again. People can say, "Oh, well, it's wrestling." Again, it's wrestling. No, 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 not it's wrestling. But okay, what about his his wife in real life? In a movie, where someone plays a character, he's not really married. He or she not really married to their co-star. The kids on the on the on the TV show aren't really their kids. Yes, I know Kurt Angle has kids. Yes, I know he was married. But at that time, I'm thinking, for Kurt, it's, it, it just seemed like, why? 
like, eh, okay, it, I don't know. It just, if I won't say it felt like out of character because again, many rest, many, many history. I've had kids outside of marriage. So it's not like, oh, he's the first one to do it. But I don't know. It, it just, I didn't like it. And like I said, I'm not saying Jason Jordan wasn't a good wrestler. Again, I never watched him when he was, is it American Alpha? I never watched him in NXT. Mm-hmm. Never watched NXT really. So I didn't really know who he was. And I just thought, okay, he kind of, but he's okay. It's, it's not kind of son. But also, I, I don't know. I, just, I, I don't know, Anton. Help me out. I, I, I didn't like it. I, mean, I, just didn't, I, I didn't like I know, it. I mean, it's, it's a goofy thing when you know the... the but like you said, if you put your perspective of it's a TV show, they can come up with... Oh, yeah. ...fantastical sort of elements, then... I mean, from a... <coughs> sorry. But from the perspective of... I mean, Jason Jordan was... I, I didn't watch American Alpha in NXT. But I did watch him when they came up to, like, to WWE, like, SmackDown. And I thought they were really good, him and Chad Gable. So they were a good team. And I, I actually, I did enjoy, I mean, it was quite entertaining. Because, all right, we know it's goofy because it's not his real son, but they're portraying it as it is. But the storyline was pretty good. I mean, he was, because he was, okay. he was showing some some character, Jason Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know, he's mixing up with like Roman Reigns and guys that having good matches with them. And it was kind of that, where it was going to go. Because it's like, obviously like, Kurt Angle's almost like favoring him. That's what they're, Trying to say he's being he's turned into a bit of a dick, but he's having these like competitive matches with with top talent, and then he got injured. So I, I did I actually like I think he was doing good, and he might have led to something for Jason Jordan because he was getting that sort of like he was getting sort of like booze and stuff like that. But it's like they're reacting to him. It could have led to something for him. So yeah, me personally, I was I was thinking it was take away the the goofy storyline. Okay. It was great cement entertainment, and he and he was a good wrestler. Well, Vince McMahon, you, you, you sold Anton, so that, that 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 that's all good. You didn't sell me again. Like, people kept saying that Jason Jordan really was the guy from American Alpha, but obviously, unfortunately, he'd been injured. Mm. I suppose he suppose he can't wrestle again from what they're Yeah, it's say. a shame. I, I do feel like something. Yeah, he could have got somewhere because yeah. he started off. Yeah, similar to like the Rock's path. Where he starts off as Rocky Maivere and people think, oh, he's lame and stuff like that. And then yeah. he sort of caught on. That I could see that happening with him if, if that hadn't happened. Yeah. Not, not saying he would have necessarily reached the rocks level, but just to say that he could have become a star. True. But obviously, yeah, bad, bad, yeah, bad fortune. I think at this time, I think I, again, this is probably what happens when you kind of, as you're growing up, I'm thinking, Again, I think I kind of knew, I kind of knew from about last six seven years, six years at that point. This was 2017. I was like, this is this ain't the same kind of angle because he looked a lot more heavier. He looked older in the face. Nothing will get old because you'll get old. But he made his return basically. I think it was like what's the Survivor Series? In a was it was it no? I think no. It was TLC. Was it with the, TLC. Was it with the Shield? Yeah, yeah. Was a member so he of the came shield. up basically. Yeah, he came out with, with the Shield and everything. And I remember him kind of coming out wearing like the, the, the shield, the shield gear up and everything. Mm. And I saw his face. I was like, "Oh, what's wrong? Like, Kurt don't look right. He looks ill." In my mouth, he looked ill personally. Mm. But again, maybe it's, again, I know he's he's basically stated on his podcasts lately that during that period, he was you know suffering with the after effects of his um, neck injury and, and the surgery he had in two thousand and three. Yeah, but also just his body was breaking down. It's like you could see it. Well, I, I think could he- see. I was, Mm. He's also he also said that he felt like it was it was done the wrong way round. They left him on the shelf for too long. Yeah, like so he's but yeah, like his body seized up kind of thing in a, in a lot of ways. And he did like he, he would prefer to have wrestled that period when he came back in 
yeah. Then, then do the Hall of Fame and like do the general manager stuff like after. But to get while he's while he's still in wrestling shape, like mm. conditioning, feels yeah. like he can wrestle. It's like he's he he had that long break with not doing any wrestling, and he just wasn't the same when he tried to do it again. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame, really. Yeah, shame. I mean, you could definitely see it. That's the thing. I mean, it wasn't cut angle, and what he was doing wasn't terrible. No, it's just the fact that he wasn't the cut angle of old, and it's like yeah, when you have that high expectation of somebody. It mm. it stands out glaring. If what he was doing wasn't terrible, no. But, but for Kurt Angle standards, it wasn't wasn't good at all. And it's like, mm. no. But it wasn't terrible what he was doing. It's it's more no. like the fact that it's Kurt Angle's like all oh, star power. It's Kurt Angle wrestling again, but it's like that's not Kurt Angle. Yeah. That which yeah, like when someone has that kind of ex- high ex- high expectation of themselves as well as like other people have that high expectation. It's what yeah, it's what you associate with those guys it's not like somebody yeah like stone cold's a perfect example obviously he could perform at a very high level but in terms of like the stuff he did like this year when he made his comeback mm. it it was nothing like obviously he would have you could say he would have lost like he's definitely stepped below what he would have been in his prime but it yeah. wasn't glaring because what he was doing there the style that he wrestled at times was like that mm. yeah. whereas Kurt angle is you know he's, he's fast rapid movements and suplexes mm. and yeah, like lots of quick move. Yeah, you couldn't do that anymore. Yeah. Like explosive mo- movement. Mm. It just wasn't wasn't the same. So yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it wasn't the same. That little comeback that he did. Yeah. It it wasn't the same. Yeah, it was it was, it was good to to yeah for Kurt Angle to to be wrestling, but it's not it wasn't what he had been before. So yeah, pretty much all of it. I mean, they, they weren't terrible matches, as I say. I mean, he had no, that I- match with uh, Ronda Rousey. I was gonna say Rousey, that was a good match. Yeah, he yeah, did his bits fine. But the thing is, I was, I was gonna say, like basically during his second run, really, yes, he you know he came back, he did the thing with the shield, but the essentially the for multiple match of the year, really, it was Kangle and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Yep. Which apparently was was match of the year, apparently, which was pretty good. Hmm. But more, but again, more again. It sounds bad for Kurt, but it's more for Ronda. Kurt didn't. I'll be honest. Kurt didn't do anything really, and I watched it. He didn't do anything. He looked no, but he, but he did his bit. That's the thing. I mean, he, he played does, it. He, he did still, his yeah, still, it wasn't a. Ter- it wasn't. Well, I mean, it's not like okay. Like, admittedly, he's definitely past. He was definitely past his prime, and he lost a lot there. But he wasn't an embarrassment. No, it's just because you hold him to that. Yeah, not hold him to, but you expect. Yeah, like you remember what he was at his peak, and he was yeah. so exceptional. That now he's lost lots of like those steps. It's not, yeah, like unfortunately some of the some of the other like greats when you With saw him wrestling, yeah, Flair, Hogan, Piper, oh, yeah, some of the stuff they were doing <laughs> in the late nineties, like in in WCW, was was abysmal. It was yeah. like embarrassing, really. It's like it doesn't, yeah, mm, especially like Piper and Hogan matches. Mm. Sometimes you could feel like it's just it is embarrassing what they're doing. Like, yeah, they definitely they've lost so many steps. You know, they weren't they weren't like known for their exceptional wrestling skill in their peak but they were obviously you know decent uh, but they, but at that point they were like you know that was slomaky it was just so mm. poor like the timing was off and it's just so much some real embarrassing stuff that happened between them back in the day so like oh, yeah. that so that it was nothing like that Kurt wasn't yeah. embarrassing himself mm. he just wasn't like he was many steps behind what he'd been mm. but yeah again bless Kurt but you know, during this period, like you said, he had the great match. You know, Triple H, Stephanie himself, Ronda Rousey. 
he was still general manager, so it's kind of like in and out, in and out. He was still doing what he was doing. Um, I think this is around the time when it so Brown called basically became like constable on Monday nights, which was which was pretty fun in itself. Mm. And I think he went away for a while just because again the injuries, the nagging of the body, and everything like that. He came back, crown jewel. Um, uh, I think I think it was part of the fifty man Royal Rumble. It's part of that, which is pretty, which is good itself. Again, he's in. Again, it's part of crown jewel and everything, which which I liked. But really, at this point, again, Kurt Angle said in his podcast. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna use what he said. He said he felt that his body was done. Like he, he just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And he obviously, I think he stayed on Raw March 11th. That that was gonna be the end. Like basically, WrestleMania 35 was the end. Mm. And funny enough, it's so funny because Anton will know. I like Baron Corbin. <laughs> I like him literally because everyone else hates him. That, that's that's why. Meltzer hates him, so immediately I, I like him. If I like, Meltzer hates him, I like him. Everybody else hates him. I thought, you know what? Let, let, let me side of him. And the anti. Yeah. <laughs> the anti but that's that sheep mentality. You know, no, it's, it's not, but it's not. But it's, you it's only not, like somebody not. because you want to <laughs> you want to antagonize, not because you no. actually genuinely. Partly, but I, I did genuinely did like him. I did mm-hmm. genuinely like him, mm-hmm. but I was hoping that Kurt Angle would win his last match. But surprisingly, Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin won with the end of days, mm-hmm. which I was quite, which I was quite, I was quite saddened by that. I like Baron Corbin, but okay, Corbin can lose WrestleMania. He can lose one. Yeah, lose one. I, yeah, I, that's what I mean. He used that for a little while, like bragging about it. I mean, it didn't turn him into a, the next megastar, did it? I think it would have been nice for for Kurt to have gone out on on a win, especially like somebody yeah. like it's not like you say it's not uh, somebody that's. I mean, even this day and age, it doesn't make a big difference anyway. But it's definitely not going to rock the foundations of WWE if if Corbin was to have lost. Yeah. So you could afford to have the feel good ending yeah. for Kurt Angle after all that he'd done. I mean, the thing is, he and, and he didn't really want Baron Corbin, did he? And it didn't feel no. like that's a suitable one. Although I, I re- heard one of these recent episodes on these podcasts, we discussed that, and it's so because he was in the mix midst of that feud with Corbin. I don't know if you've heard this, but basically he did speak to Vince about it and he said he wanted John Cena. Okay. I think, I think that's all. He definitely said, like, he wanted John Cena, uh, but also he's saying, like, he didn't want, but basically Vince is saying, like, you, we can, next year I can give you, it might have said I can give you John Cena, I can give you something else, but if you, if you want to retire now, it's Corbin. If you want to carry on, stick around, like, then we can give it to you next year. Eesh. But Kangle felt like I can't carry on. Like I need to, I need to stop. So it's not like he outright said, "No, I want you to end your career against Corbin." Mm. But it's like basically, yeah. I mean, he, I think he's ex Angle saying his explanation was that like we can't just cut the feud. Although you can, because look at of times, look at the times when they have done that, just change course out of nowhere. Yeah. So like, would that really like? Yeah, it, it's silly. But look at the times when they've done stuff like that to us anyway. Yeah. As, as fans, you know, and we just like, oh, okay, that's a bit <laughs> like out of, out of nowhere. They just switched the fuse, been forgotten, and they've moved on. But like, we would accept that because at least we did, yeah, we know Kangle's going out in style. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think it's a shame that he ended the way it ended. It would have been nicer to give him that, you know, like that little endorsement. That fine. And at the very least, let him go out on a win against Yeah. You know what even kind of bugs me a bit afterwards as well? The fact is, he lost to Corbin in his last match, mm. and then, then on Raw, yeah, and then got beat up. No, 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 no
Oh, was it? But that was later. What I was going to say, Angle beat up Corbin, and I thought, okay, that was good. Oh, then last you had that, you had that big galoot, yeah. last Sullivan. Yeah, that's right. Like, who? Yeah, it was him, yeah. Just, yeah no, you're right. It was, yeah, it was him. And the next thing you know, he's this big guy. Next thing you know, he's been exposed for doing gay porn, and then he's just gone. He retired from the business, right? So, Kurt Angle loses WrestleMania, beats up Corbin, gets his kind of revenge, if you want to put it that way. Then a bit big galoot comes out of nowhere, beats him up. It's like, I don't know who he is. And then the guy, he's, within a year, he's gone. He's retired. He's done. Mm. So, initially, as a wrestler, the last thing you remember is big galoot, Lars Sullivan, beat him up. Anyone who's where, watching, where does Big Galoo come from? <laughs> yeah, come on, give us, oh, give us oh, this. Oh, I've, oh, heard oh, I've heard Big Galoo. Oh, 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 somebody Sam. Oh, you big galoot. That's right. Yeah. I've heard big galoot. I was like, where's yeah. coming from? This big galoot beat him, beat him up. And that's the last thing as a wrestler, not as a not as a not as a producer or anything. As a wrestler, Kurt Angle's last thing in WWE is big galoot last Sullivan beating the hell out of him and dropping him. Not in the head, but he dropped him. And obviously from then he transitioned from wrestler to producer, which is pretty good in itself. Mm. And you know, Kurt has come back for reunions and things like that, but I think kind of overall, you know, if I go back just slightly, his TNA run, which was pretty good. He was a six-time TNA World of Eight champion, a two-time TNA World Tag Team champion with Sting and AJ Styles, one-time TNA Exhibition champion. He was a two-time King of the Ring, King of the Ring, King, <laughs> King of the Might and winner. Basically, basically, it's like an offshoot of, it wasn't that much, basically. Basically, two-time King of the, King of the Mountain winner 2007 and 2009. The second second um, TNA Triple Crown champion. The TNA Hall of Famer 2013 inductee. And he won five TNA End of the Year awards, including Match of the Year with Sting. And Field of the Year two times 2006 and 7 with Simone Joe. And again, he came back, like I said, to WWE. And if for nothing else... He gave Ronda Rousey a good step into WWE. Mm. So, again, in terms of his career, I've liked it. Again, like I said to you, the beginning of TNA, his, his TNA run, I loved it. Mm. But then, unfortunately, the end of it, again, maybe because TNA itself was kind of down the, in the, down in the ditch, it was like Kurt Angle couldn't do much. He tried. I mean, he, he, he tried, but he, even he couldn't save TNA. But, again, like you said, he took TNA, as you would agree, he took TNA to bigger and better heights than it was before. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, for me, my, my favorite period of him will always be his initial WWF run, late '99 yeah. through to like 2006, especially yeah. like yeah, into into around 2003. That yeah. that run, that is, oh yeah, that period, that like, almost four year period. Mm. Like yeah, definitely top top of the industry for me. Like my favorite. Like if I'm gonna only if I'm not gonna watch the whole show. I definitely want to watch the Angle match. Oh yeah, that's the he he was that guy for me. Like because I suppose I think prior to Angle coming on, probably I was more like I watched the whole show. Everything. Yeah, same. I watched wrestling yeah. top to bottom, zoom, all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> As yeah. he got into like the two thousands, like probably like maybe early to mid two thousands. Like now I was more of a scanning. I'll yeah. skip through and I'll scan a little bit, but I'd always like he'd be the guy I want to watch. And there's certain wrestlers like that even to this day. Like, if I'm not going to watch the whole show, if I'm not in the mood to watch the whole thing, or I haven't got the time to watch the whole thing, there's certain wrestlers I would like, you know, like Brian Danielson and stuff like that. So I'd seek out, I'd want to watch that match. If they're in a match, I want to see what they're doing. I want to see their match for the wrestling. So, yeah, Kangle was definitely, I, I put him up there as one of my absolute favorite wrestlers of all time. I agree. And I think personally, 
again, there's been so many tech progresses, you know, over the last hundred years. So I get, I can't go for each one, mm. but I'll definitely say for someone in the in the two thousands, because again, he debuted 1999, but I say two thousand mm. in the two thousands. So from two thousand to two thousand and twenty two now, one of, one of the best technical wrestlers in this twenty two year period for sure, mm. definitely, definitely. I'll put him up there with Benoit, you know, Lesnar. I'll, I'll put person. I'll put him up there. I'll put, I'll put him up there. Mm. And I think if you look at his career, as you said. When you look at it, really, it sounds long, but it wasn't. Again, again, I, I probably it's probably a double tongue. I'm, I'm probably double tonguing myself here, but his career was long, but it wasn't as long as you as you think. Because a lot of these old wrestlers, like Piper and Hogan, like 30, 40 years. Mm. I know. Again, I, I know it's exceptional itself, but Kurt Angle basically within the first five years did everything that he, he could have done, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he came in a, a different period as well, like when it yeah. was weekly. Like the weekly television was big every match, like every week, big matches. Yeah. So you see, you feel like you see more of him. Whereas it been more spaced out over the years with those guys, it was more full throttle. Seeing him way, like full force. Mm. If Kurt Angle retired two thousand and six when he left WWE, that WWE ECW, I still would have said he's the best. He was one of the best wrestlers of all time. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. <laughs> like, yeah, that to me that that is he's like I think of that. I say specifically go like 99 to like 2003, going to 2004. It became a bit more, but it's still, it's still phenomenal in 2004, 2005, 2006. Oh, yeah. Even, I mean, 2005 was one of his best years. Yeah. Uh, 2004, he was on and off, like, you know, general manager and stuff like that. Mm. But it still had a good year. Uh, but I'd, yeah, I'd say like going that whole period through to 2006, like that, like the TNA stuff, I've seen bits down. It's like that to me just adds to his like the, yeah. the, the quality of matches that he could have and yeah, the people he wrestled. I agree. Different styles and, and yeah, more accomplishments and stuff. But yeah, that body, like that body of work, I, I haven't really seen that. Like, and he again, a testament to him, I pay more attention to TNA because of him. Yeah. So I will have seen more matches of Kurt Angle in TNA than I would have seen most people in TNA. Because mm. I pay, yeah, I can't say I've seen all of the Kurt Angle matches from TNA, but I've seen quite a bit of him in TNA. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm unplugged now. Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Hello? I can hear you. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. One, two, three. One, two, three. I came unplugged. Can you hear me? Yeah, I yeah, know. I heard you. I can hear you. I can hear you. Oh, you didn't say nothing. I did. I, I said about five times. I can hear you. I can hear you. Might, you, think you, know me. All right. so, you think you know yeah. me? You think you know me? Let me carry on. <laughs> I was saying, um, 2006. Um, so I've seen more, yeah, I've seen a lot more of, of Triangle in TNA than I've seen of most people in TNA. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so to me, like, I, I, my memories of him is really more his WWF stuff, 99 through to 2006. Mm. And that to me is like puts him up there as one of my favorite rests of all time. I'm not even thinking of you like his TNA stuff or his return to WWE. Mm. So yeah, for me that that still puts him in the ranking for me, just based on mm. that. And then obviously, yeah, like add the TNA stuff to it as well. Oh yeah. For me personally, like you said, Kurt Angle is one one of the best. I think he's probably I, for me personally. And again, again, you know me, I love Olympics. I love, as you want to call it, other sports. He's to me the best amateur Olympic wrestler to ever transition to professional wrestling. That's for sure. And for me, that's the highest honor. For me, that's the highest honor I can give him. 
you transition from being Olympic, say a world champion, an Olympic champion, came to professional wrestling, dominated it, became the world heavyweight champion in professional wrestling. You're a multi-millionaire. You've left a legacy to be remembered forever. And hopefully, whether it's his daughters, hopefully whether it's his son, they will continue the, the, you know, the Angle legacy. And to be honest, I look forward to the day when I see the next Angle come through. Kurt Angle, it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed looking back at your career. As you would say, it's true. It's true. It's damn real. <laughs>